This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to have you with us. So we've been continuing hanging around with the alpacas. I've been doing quite a bit of sitting and just being around with them, which is real, real treat. So uh, here's a bit of a, a field report and catch you in a bit. I've got a few that I'm still watching. We've had eight career arrive, which is wonderful in total now. And uh, this is one of my little forays. They're down in the uh, car park mainly. There's one off separate. And yes, she is the one that I'm watching. So this is Olwyn, who is one of the black ones. She's a daughter of Millie. And... um, two-year-old now. Just running into the field. So the rest of them, oh, she's brought herself away and I'll be looking at her and saying, well, you know, she might not be pregnant, but I'm just wondering with the behaviour, oh, isn't it interesting the way they're, they're grouped by colour uh, within the car park and there's some little ones that settle down and waiting. Lovely picture of Nia and little Stefan who's tucked in next to her and in the lake just 20 feet away we've got a a heron the heron's moving around and doing heron things in the shallow water because the lake continues to go lower we've uh, fenced off the bit that Millie got into so hopefully that's but they were down that that area today I was when I was checking them one time they were actually down there so they were looking at, at what they could get access to they fancied the idea of going on the finger and getting some grass but the the, the grazing out on the um the silt really <laughs> the, the sandbars uh looks very tempting it looks very green and lush so I can understand why Millie did wander off the edge there's another area down the far end, which I think I'm going to have to fence off as well. There's a couple of them got onto there yesterday. And then they were walking along. Some of this, the others were with them, but on the path above. And then these were were actually down on the bottom. And then it feeds them into an area of sandbar. So they could easily have gotten stuck. It's one of the youngsters uh, from last year, plus Haney, who really likes the bulrushes. So she's been grazing bulrushes all down the edge of the, the lake. There's a there's a bed, if that's the right word, it normally would be, of bulrushes, but they've all been munched to within uh, a few inches of their life. Um, so there's a bit of green still, but there's most of it's been grazed down. So she's really enjoyed that. And that's one of the crows just washing itself at the far side of the lake. It's really funny, the, the little, little Nid, who's one of the boys, young young boys, and who seems to be sat right next to the best pals with the other boy, um, similar age, a few days between. And uh, 
they were chasing the crows in, <laughs> in the car park yesterday. So, oh, what's that? They went after it, went after it, and they kept moving it on, moving it on. Eventually it flew off and landed on a fence that they couldn't quite get to. So the heron has... So oh, I can still see it. It regularly will fly off when I come anywhere near. And those in the know will recognise this as a crow or raven rather than a heron. really still we're still in mm, we're governed by high pressure at the moment so we've got a high pressure setting over us uh, just kind of the way it's working it's pulling in some colder air so we're in cloud we're in pulling it down from the north we're in cloud and we're in um, much cooler comparatively temperatures it's not too bad a little bit of drizzle this morning but essentially we're not gonna have any rain for until uh, Sunday or beyond not quite sure so we, we shall see what comes of that. But uh, they they're all seem pretty happy. And there don't seem to be too many flies around, which is great. So we've had a few more births. We've had, I'm not sure where we got to now. So let's run through from the beginning the names we've got. We started with Lena. And uh, she's doing really well. She's really tall now. She's big. Little Dit, who was uh, Ellie's baby last year, is, do you know, I'm looking at, looking at Lena in the car park there and was thinking, oh, that looks like... <laughs> looks like Dit, but it's not. Goodness me. Lena's really quite tall. There's not a lot of difference between them. Oh, one of them just got over and, and disturbed Nia now because there's a little roll spot. Oh, that's um, Unharried, I think. Mm, can't see from the distance. But there's a little roll spot, which is where Nia was, and uh, both Nia and Stefan have now been disturbed by this. And it's not so much this time of year, but running up to when they're uncomfortable, running up to shearing, that's where they tend to, to like to roll. It's the same place. And you get this little cloud of dust coming up and you're thinking of all the dust that's going into the, sh <laughs> to the fleece when it's going to end up in your shears. Uh, so we've got quite a lot of, uh, of ducks around, probably about seven, seven or eight. A few, few more come and go, but that's about seven standard. Um... And then we've got, then we got the little grebes, and there's probably I saw when I sat the other day, saw four of them. Uh, what I've been doing, you know, you know, I keep saying at the end. So if you can, if you have a chance, go spend some time with an alpaca. And do you know, I thought I was doing that, and then I realised that I haven't been doing quite as much of that as I thought I was, and that's because I've been having to come out and watch career watch and they wander off that's a challenge isn't it? i've got a balance of things here um some places that have got the space will put the girls in a the, the pregnant ones that haven't delivered yet put them in a uh well they have a nursery field or they have a kind of a birthing field so they can it's easy to keep an eye on it's a nice way of managing it and it's if you've got the space and it's they're good kind of fields for doing that. My lot, they really don't like being separated. I don't suppose any alpacas do, but my lot particularly seem to be averse to, to being split into to separate groups. They get very stressed, so it seems to be you're losing other benefits. And there's the grazing in the field where around the stable, but the, the better grazing out 
around the lake at the far end. And so I let, I let them out. I, and I then have to go following them um, to where they have got to. So sometimes it's up on the terraced field. Sometimes it's... They go up into the woods um, here near the lake, follow the track along, and then come out at the top corner. It's quite sheltered from the wind down there. It's one of their favourite spots. And the, uh, <laughs> they then... Well, you've got to think about, are they going to give birth on the track going along? No, probably not. Oh, then you never know. So they end up down the far end, and that's where they were up the top end. That was that was only yesterday. Yes, it feels like such a lot longer. No, yesterday was when uh, Rosalind actually finally gave birth. She's been a long time coming, and I've seen some behaviour in that she wouldn't quite settle around the hay feeder. She, she was... She hesitant around the, the poop pile and then she went to the hay feeder and then she went to the car park and she was away from the others and then she went to that rolling spot and she had a really good roll. She's been nibbling her side and that kind of stuff and then she came back. She was in the midst of things and just everything looked a bit and then she wandered off and everybody started following her which is always another sign as well. And she went round, uh, went to the path and along to the top corner and that's where she gave birth. She was up the top there when, when she started giving birth. I'd, I'd taken my little folding chair with me um and i did have my binoculars with me and i i did have a a drink had a, a water bottle i had, I, had, I had a cup of tea as well in a, in a little vacuum uh cup rather than a flask but had that and so i i did my sitting and sure enough she started and uh, moving around and oh yes definitely oh, i can see her nose now right so she was on the way and that was that was really good a simple straightforward birth need a little bit of help a um, bit of straining, and the poor little one was starting to kind of creak and groan um, with the pressure, and just sort of rearranged the legs ever so slightly. She wasn't very keen on me getting involved, but she was spinning around trying to see what was what, what's what's this what's this behind. Then moved into the to the lighter phase, and she sat down, and oh, that was worries me because the legs are sticking out, but they they're not fully out, and therefore you get to the situation where it's it's kind of a. If she sits down, then are the legs going to be able to go anywhere? Are they going to get pushed against, you know, to want to break the poor little thing's legs before it's born? So we, we managed to reposition um, the legs slightly a little bit further out. And, and yeah, that was everything. Um, happened very easily then. So she, she gave birth lying down, which is typical for her. And maybe not so typical for other alpacas. And then, yeah, went through the usual phases and things. So I recorded it in my little app on my phone. So when, what was the time of birth? What was the time of cushing? What's the time of standing? What's the time of feeding? What time does the placenta get past? So, and uh, it was all pretty straightforward and, and great. However, the rest of them kind of wandered off. <laughs> they wandered down in a way and she was left there with this little thing that hadn't quite got its legs and was coping all right, but hadn't got its legs <laughs> and they went off and left her. So... Uh, I left her briefly while I had some grabbed some lunch and then went back and fetched her. They just started moving by then because I'd, I'd made sure that he was feeding. Uh, she was feeding, rather. So where did we get to? Tabitha. Um, this was Tabitha's birth. Uh, letter T. And so I went back over there and, and uh, she'd just about find her legs by then but was very wobbly. So I picked her up and we got down on the flat. You know, Mum wasn't very happy at all. We got across and then I carried her across the stones uh, of the Ford area and then around, but it's a long way from there to get up to where the other alpacas were. But 
Rosalind had noticed they'd all, all over there. She was watching keenly this group of alpacas at a distance, and she was stuck and couldn't get over to them. So eventually she did, which was good. So we uh, we reunited them. And uh, there were a couple of moments when I, I sh- was sure I was going to get green gunk in my ear. She was not happy. Uh, and you just got to balance that. I did try putting the little one down. It wasn't a, wasn't a success because it was a relatively narrow path and this poor little thing hadn't had his legs very long. And Tabitha was kind of wandering and, and almost going off the path. It was right by the lake, so no, that's not going to work. So I scooped up her again and we carried her to the... I did put a coat on for a while, like about one minute. It wasn't that cold. She was a little bit chilled. She was a little bit damp still, but it was slightly more sheltered where... Taken her to, so it was that was better, I think, to have left the coat off during the day and then put it on overnight, which is what I did. And uh, the two littlest ones, in addition, so I threw them the coats last night. Uh, but yeah, no, they they're all doing well. So we've had Lena, as I said, is the the big one. She's the firstborn. And we've got Myreg. He's carry carry. <laughs> he keeps having bits of green green spit on his neck. He's obviously been going causing a nuisance he's a proper little boy and then we've got uh, Nidian who's a little bit smaller but is fast and is really into everything he's, he's, he's wired for, for mischief that one I think so Olwena she's a little sweetie that's Ellie's daughter Olwena but a little bit on the small side well that's to be expected but just keeping an eye on what's going on with her that's Olwena Ellie's daughter, and then we've got, um, we're going to get to Pearl. Oh, Pearl is such a pretty, she's got really long back legs and stands up, but a lovely, um, oh, it's a shade, isn't it? But a light dark fawn. Uh, no, 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 she's not a dark fawn at all. She's not a medium fawn, mm, possibly. We'll see how, see how it goes over the next couple of weeks, but essentially she's quite a darkish light fawn. But a lovely colour. So some apricot tinges in there. It's so beautiful. She's got really long uh, back legs. So she kind of stands up and, and she's really quite tall. You keep, keep mistaking her for being one of the older ones. But in fact, she's she's not. So that's that's Pearl. And then we've got Rebecca is next. And she's a, a sweetie. Oh, that's Talia's little girl, Rebecca. And uh, she's done done really well. And then we've got... Nia's Well, we missed out Stefan no oh, it comes after Rebecca <laughs> follow the alphabet Steve so then we've got Stefan who's Nia's little boy he's gonna he's gonna he's a bright spark he's gonna be alright and I think he'd cope and play well with the the other little boys just not when he's a day old <laughs> they, they play a bit rough already these these two boys tearing around and, but he'll catch up well Stefan he's he's a sweetie and then we've got Tabitha who's the Oh, she is so white. So that's a, a daughter of um, Freddie. And Freddie's a particular bloodline, different to, to most of the others. And uh, yeah, some real, real white. And I was thinking this was dirt or it was a, a blood stain or something. <laughs> I, I think it's a little smudgy, uh, almost airbrushed patch on on a leg up up near the top of the, of the leg, near the... Not quite the shoulder, but it's, it's coming up there. And then there's another bit on the inside of one of the legs, and it's this kind of, again, airbrushed area. 
uh, of color, but it's very light, very light fawn, but on a bright white, so it stands out a bit. So we'll just see how that is. I th I'm assuming it's not dirt. I, th I think it's color. So we'll we'll see how that, that comes. But uh, Tabitha is doing really well. And uh, so I, I go and disturb him every now and again, particularly a um, little bit bothered. Or when I, I'm, she seems to be feeling all right, although she's small. I keep disturbing Rebecca and getting her up and sending her under for a bit more milk. Just keep her feeding because she's, she's a little bit, she spends a lot of time sat down and, and sleepy. So I'm just keeping an eye on that. So that's the, the current eight. And I'm watching you, yes, study at the hay feeder, separate from the others. You are interesting, aren't you? So what is going on with you? Mm, this is Alwyn. And she's definitely keeping herself apart from the others. A little bit of development around on the other. Not really bagging, but a little bit. Mm. So we shall, we shall have to see with that one. And then Amelia, sometimes she does look pregnant and sometimes she doesn't. And then Rona... Mm. She really doesn't look pregnant, but I've been surprised before. So that's the, the last three. I'm just keeping a watch on. So I've been... Uh, yeah, so it's one of the things I was saying earlier was I, I've noticed I'm not spending quite as much time with the alpacas because I have spent a lot of time with the alpacas. Got my chair out and sat down and spent time in among them. And they're very happy for me being around. They, they've accepted that. And they don't get up and rush around anymore. They'll kind of let me go in, be in the middle of them, uh, which is nice. Uh, and even uh, sometimes last thing at night, I'll do a quick check uh, with a head torch. And again, they don't seem to get panicky about that, um, which is good. So I'm not sure how they're all going to fit in, but they all do manage to fit in to the stables. Because we've got an extra eight in there. And we shall see. So the boys seem to be doing quite well. Keeping an eye on Myrian, who's a bit under in terms of his condition, uh, which we particularly picked up when we did the shearing. But he's doing all right, and um, seems to be holding his own. He seems to be eating well, but we just keep an eye on what's going on. There's, there's quite a few things like that. You just kind of clock it and keep an eye on it, and nothing needs fixing immediately, but we just need to keep an eye on and watch what's, what's happening. And just to wrap up at the end of this one, just want to mention about the, the sad ending to the story of Geronimo, the stud male who was imported from New Zealand and was found to test positive for TB here in the UK. And there was a debate about the protocol that had been followed and DEFRA, there was various court cases and DEFRA eventually uh, yesterday actually culled Geronimo, so uh, the fight was lost. It's been a number of years, but the fight was lost. Very sad, feeling devastated for Helen, who is the owner and who I know. So what do you say, what do you do about something like this? Well, there's the regulations, the, and they fell back on the law. The, this is what the law says, it has to be done. The process is broken. The The testing has some holes in it. 
and it just needs looking at again. It's not just alpacas, it's all the, the cows as well that are being tested and slaughtered for testing positive for, for TB. This is something that needs to be looked at and sorted out. Um, what is there is the best we've got. Well, it's not the best at all and does need looking at and changing. And just hope that maybe there's a step forward that we can take on the back of this. But it's a, a sad day, uh, having been in a different but similar situation with alpacas that we've lost here from TB testing as well. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, hearts go out. Best wishes go to Helen and all the supporters. Anyway, if you can, do go and spend some time with an alpaca. And see you again soon. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.